welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good evening. If you want to turn to Romans chapter 6, that's where we are tonight. Um, and just get my mic sorted out. I dropped the transmitter pack on my way up here. My title tonight is What Do You Reckon? What Do You Reckon? Um, but I bring uh, some good reports. First of all, I, I, tonight I want to thank our studio team. A lot of you may not know, but there's a whole team of people in our studio upstairs doing video mixing. And also, um, recently we had uh, a young lady join the team called Onyenye. Now, I'm sure I've pronounced that wrong. I'll get corrected afterwards. But she joined about a month ago, and I think she's been on every week on Pro Presenters since because so many people were out in holidays and teams and, and so on. And uh, but she's been doing pro presenter. Now, you may not know this, but the words don't come up on the screen automatically. Somebody has to do that. And, and somebody has to follow uh, the verses that Andy Finn will go through. He goes through about the choruses of 20 songs in a, in a worship set. And, he's, and somebody up there has got to keep up with that. Um, that. That's the challenge, is to keep up with Andy. Uh, but we're thankful for, for all of our, our, our team up there. You know, and, and if you are interested in being involved, let me know if you want to take on the Andy Finn Pro Presenter Challenge. Uh, that is now issued. Uh, step into it. But it's a blessing, brothers and sisters. It's a blessing for us to have the words, of the songs up here. And it's a blessing unto the Lord as well because like that, it seems like a small thing sometimes, but it allows all of us to worship the Lord unhindered. So uh, get behind your team. Uh, and if you're interested in getting involved, let me know. Um, I'm just back from Donegal, sunny Donegal, uh, where I got my skin color, my skin tone. And uh, I bring love and greetings from so many brothers and sisters up there. So many uh, just people that, that love us down here. Uh, it's not that far away, but I was in Letterkenny Christian Fellowship and it was a joy to be there and seeing Pastor Trevor and many friends. And the church is thriving up there. It's a good report, brothers and sisters. The church is thriving. It's thriving. It was, it was just out to the doors that Sunday morning I was there. And I was, I was just really blessed to be there. Uh, Mom and Dad send their, their greetings. They're going to come down in August. Um, Lord willing, Dad will preach then as well. Um, also, a good report from Zambia. I heard today that our own Natasha was preaching. Um, she was preaching out there and did an altar call, and a whole load of kids and young people responded. And I don't know how many, but, but people were coming into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. I, I think we should give the Lord a clap. I think we should give him praise because it's wonderful, wonderful. There will be people that we will meet in heaven who came into heaven because of a team we sent to Zambia. It's all glory to God. It's, it's wonderful. Tonight, Ronan was preaching. 
uh, in Zambia as well. So my dad's coming down in a few weeks. I'm preaching tonight. My son was preaching. Uh, and I say that it's not a boast of our family. It's how good God is. God, God can, he, he saved my dad out of, out of uh, a really broken background. And now there's a, a third generation of, of people serving the Lord in whatever capacity. And brothers and sisters, that's ours. That's ours, you know, for, for if you're a first-generation Christian, you can look forward to further generations yes. serving the Lord. God has given us promises that this is, this is what he does. But uh, keep, keep our team in prayer. Some of them were sick and couldn't, Ronan, and they had to go through some stomach bugs and things like that. But uh, there's a lot of good work going on there. This Sunday, we're baptizing a whole load of believers, new believers. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. This is, this is phenomenal. I love, I love baptism services. I love it. Apart from, apart, apart from the fact that I usually come out freezing from the water, uh, but the joy of just seeing people take the name of Jesus, own the name of Jesus, and identify with Jesus and all that it represents. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight in the, in the sermon. So we're in Romans chapter 6, and uh, we, we'll just read... Uh, the, the, the first few verses there. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, hallelujah, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to God as those who've been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you're not under the law, but under grace. Lord God, well, thank you, Lord, for Lord, your cross, oh God, where, Lord, we always gather around your cross, oh God. We always come back Lord, to that, Lord, victory, Lord, that, that, that you have achieved, Lord, in our behalf, oh God. And tonight, Lord, oh Lord, we've already, Andy has already talked about it, oh God. Oh, Father, Lord, we, 
Oh, Lord, we have sung about it, O oh God. Oh, Lord, you have, Lord, Lord, made a way for us, Lord. Oh, Lord, to live a life, Lord, that's abundant, Lord. Lord, that's free, Lord. Oh, Lord, that's rich, Lord, that's victorious, O oh God. Oh, Father, Lord, and this is an eternal life, O oh God. And I thank you, Lord, for it, O oh God. And I pray, Lord, tonight, Lord, as we, Lord, open these scriptures, Lord, as we, Lord, examine them, Lord. Oh, Lord, would you, Lord, encourage our hearts, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. May God bless the word tonight. Do you know, I remember as a young Christian, struggling with, with my own sinful nature and struggling with how, how, to, how to get victory over it, how to stop falling in sin. And I remember talking to people and I talked to people who thought could, could give me an answer and, and I did get answers of sorts. I remember one, one person telling me what, what you need to do is you, you need to concentrate on the gifts that God has given you and, and really serve the Lord. And, and, and that was good, but it didn't bring me victory. You know, so again, a little, bit, a little bit of that, I don't know if you can hear that, you need to do. Do you hear that and, and that sort of response to, to trying to overcome something? Um, you must do, or you must try a little harder. And I got different advice, read your Bible more, pray more, um, you know, and th- things like that. And, and none of that in itself was, was, was wrong, but it didn't bring me to a place where, where I was experiencing a, an overcoming in my life. And brothers and sisters, we can, in our Christian walk, we can... And many, many people have, I suppose, walked away from serving the Lord, walked away from journeying with the Lord because of disappointment and discouragement over not walking in victory. And this, this salvation that God has provided for us allows us to walk in an increasing measure of victory. We are, we're told that, that we can, that we are to be conformed to the image of Christ bit by bit, from glory to glory. The Holy Spirit is in this process of making us look more like Jesus. And that is, it's many things. That's many things. But one of them is a, a, an increase in victory over temptation and, and some of the, and, and the besetting sins and weaknesses and struggles that, that we all have, that we all have. God, this, the, the cross does not just provide forgiveness, it gives life and an overcoming life. And so we are to expect that. And I think from, from our reading tonight, we can learn some things about what the Apostle Paul would say to us about overcoming areas of, of sin and disappointment. The Apostle Paul in, in this chapter, he's, he's reacting to an accusation. Some of his critics have, have said that him being a, a preacher of grace and, 
and forgiveness, that he actually is encouraging people to sin. And that's why it opens up in verse 1 and says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And, and the accusation went something like this, that, okay, if, Paul, you're saying grace covers our sin, then why don't we, what, what you're really saying, Paul, is that we should sin all the more so that we could receive more grace. And Paul reacts straight away to this. In, in verse 2, we see him react to this because he is not saying that at all. Yes, we have grace. We have forgiveness for sin. We do. We really do. And it is full and complete. And it's, it doesn't run out. But Paul, in verse 2, he says, absolutely not. By no means. We are those who died to sin. So this gospel that Paul is preaching does not encourage us to sin. It doesn't give us a license to indulge in, in behavior that we know is not of God. Apostle Paul declares that. This gospel does not propagate a licentious attitude towards sin. But Paul makes a claim straight away. He says, we have died to sin. We have died to sin and therefore can no longer live in sin. In Titus 2, it says this, the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness. No to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. Godly lives. Now, godly, is, that's, a, that's, that's quite a definition. There's a lot in that word, a godly life. A life that would reflect the holiness of God, the righteousness of God, the love of God. This is the life that we have been born into and we're going to discover that we have, in a sense, died into. And Paul, here he doesn't go into a rant about how bad sin is and, and uh, rebuking people all around. He, he doesn't do that. But he, but he makes this amazing claim that actually death is the antidote to sin. Death. And it sounds, it, sounds, it sounds strange because our normal reaction to, uh, to when we do wrong is, I'm going to live a little bit harder. I'm going to try a little bit more. I'm going I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do more. I'm going to put more effort. I'm going to put more of my, my personal resource into, into doing better. I'm going to try better for Jesus. But Paul doesn't go into that. He talks about death. Death. We know, brothers and sisters, that, that sin is dangerous. Part of my motivation for bringing this tonight is 
I've seen too many people get discouraged. I've seen too many people stumbled. And it's unnecessary, brothers and sisters, because we have, we have a victory in the salvation that God has provided. We don't need to live in defeat. Can I hear an amen? Sin is dangerous. And it says in James that when sin, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Sin, brothers and sisters, is not passive, and we need to take warning tonight. It's not passive. It will grow in our lives, and, and it will reap destruction. It will it'll destroy relationships, destroy homes, destroy children even, destroy our health, ruin our finances, ruin our ministry, and so much more, brothers and sisters. It will bring forth so much destruction and death and uh, disappointment into our lives. We need to take warning tonight. And we need to step into this life that, that God is offering us. Thank God there's, there's a deliverance tonight. Hallelujah. There's a deliverance from the power of sin. And there's a deliverance from the, desti- the destiny of sin and the consequences of sin. Hallelujah. Verse 3, Paul goes on. He says this, this phrase first. He says, or do you not know? In verse 2 it says, By no means we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know? And see, brothers and sisters, it's possible not to know. It's possible that, that some of us here tonight are struggling in this area simply because we don't know. Because we haven't discovered what Paul teaches, just even in these verses, about how to, how to step into this overcoming life that he grants us, that he gives us. Do you not know? And I don't want us to miss it. I don't want us as Cork Church to miss it. I don't want to see another brother or sister discouraged or backslidden, or disappointed. The verse goes on, it says, As many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Now that word, baptized, means to completely submerge under water. At the moment of new birth, at the moment where we became Christians, at the moment where we said, Yes, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Would you come into my life and forgive me? Would you come and live inside me? Would you make me born again? Would you put your Holy Spirit inside me? At that moment, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and and there's a number of things happen. We become forgiven. Our sins are taken away and removed as far as the east is from the west. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And the Holy Spirit comes in. And we are submerged and hidden. We become a a hidden people, I suppose, if you like. We're hidden in Christ Jesus. We become covered, submerged in the person of Jesus. 
And that's what that word baptized means. And I'm not talking about baptism in water. I'm talking about being baptized into Jesus, which is the main baptism that happens. You've got to be careful when you're reading the New Testament about which baptism is being talked about. There are a few baptisms there. But the main one is to be baptized into Jesus, which happens at that moment where we're born again. It's another, it's another name for being born again, being saved, being, being made new, um, being brought from darkness to light, if you like. And that has been baptized into Jesus. And what Paul says, as many of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, we're baptized into his death. And here we see, brothers and sisters, that when we became born again, we became associated with not just forgiveness, not just grace, all of those things, but we also became linked to the death of Jesus, to the death of Jesus. See, Jesus didn't just die for us, but he died as us. He took my place, he took your place on the cross, and he died as us. It's amazing. It's amazing. Our, our identity is in him, and when we put our faith in him, we pass through the death of Jesus. It's a phenomenal truth. And this is what Paul is saying. Remember what we said a moment ago, that there's only one antidote for sin, and that is death. That is death. And now we're seeing, Paul, Paul is opening this up, and he's saying, we have participated already in death. Can I hear an amen? amen. It, it, does, it seems a bit of an unusual thing to get excited about, that we have died. But it is, it's something great. It's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal truth. We have died in Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're sitting beside a dead person tonight. <laughs> Who's been resurrected, by the way? <laughs> That's not the end of the story. But we have participated in the death of Jesus, and this is a powerful truth. You see, death separates me and you from the old sinful nature. Death separates me and you from our past Death separates me and you from the labels that were on us before. Whatever that label was, being fearful, being a drug addict, being an alcoholic, being a liar, being a pervert, being a, a cheat. Whatever it was, brothers and sisters, we have been separated by the death of Jesus totally and completely from that old identity, from that old past. And we are now new people. We are new people. And that death of Jesus is powerful for us. Now the lovely thing is, 
is that I didn't have to suffer the death, and neither did you. Jesus did all that. We don't come to a place where, where we actually suffer for our sins. Now, there is correction. God will correct us for our sins. Jesus suffered for our sins. Jesus paid the price. I don't pay that. But yet, I step into the benefits of his death. Cost-free. Simply by faith in Jesus, I step into the benefits of his death. It's mine. His death separates me from an old, defeated life of slavery and puts me in another place altogether, brothers and sisters. Verse 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. We are dead. We are buried with Christ. And we step into a newness of life which Jesus, Jesus stepped into, a resurrection life, brothers and sisters. So not only are we dead, but we're also resurrected. We're resurrected. And the question is, how was Christ raised from the dead? Let's read, turn to Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. It says this, If the Spirit of Him, what, what Spirit are we talking about? The Holy Spirit. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, so how was Jesus, Jesus raised from the dead? Through the Holy Spirit. Okay? If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, okay, which He is, we're born of the Spirit, born again, born of the Spirit, John chapter 3, you can read it there. If that Holy Spirit is living in you, then He who raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Let me read that bit again. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies, my mortal body, because of His Spirit who lives in you. So we, we are dead and we are resurrected, brothers and sisters. Dead and we have been resurrected to a new life through the power of the Spirit. The power of the Spirit. How powerful is the Spirit? He is all powerful. All powerful. Omnipotent. We need to be encouraged tonight, brothers and sisters. We are well prepared by this journey that Jesus took on the cross through death, burial, resurrection. We have been set up, brothers and sisters. We have been set up. And we've been set up through the death which separates us from our old life and the resurrection 
that gives us a new life, an all-powerful life. We are set up, brothers and sisters, to overcome. We are set up to have victory. We are set up to be a testimony unto Jesus, brothers and sisters. We have the Almighty God living within us. Sometimes we forget about it. I, I forget how amazing that is. I forget how amazing it is to have the person of the Holy Spirit living in me. Who am I? Who am I that Almighty God would dwell in this life, in our lives? But it's true. <laughs> it's true. And we may as well believe it because it's true. We don't deserve it. We'll never deserve it. But we may as well enjoy it, brothers and sisters. We have it. This is our life. It's our life. I have a new life and I have a new identity. And so do you. So do you. Hallelujah. Verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. This word united, it, it can mean planted together, put together, joined together, made into one entity. Imagine that, brothers and sisters. We are made into, into one entity with Jesus, Almighty God, united. And likeness means a, a resemblance, a shape. And it's saying that we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Now, we haven't, we didn't die the death. He died it, but we get the benefits. And, and so here we're seeing it, brothers and sisters. We have been united with the death of Jesus. United with it. So if you were in any doubt about um, what we talked about earlier that we've already died, here it is. Paul is drilling it home to us. We are dead. Dead. And all the victory of that is ours. The likeness of the death which brings separation from the old life is ours. And certainly we shall also be, in verse 5, we're still there, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. We are in the likeness, the image of the resurrection life of Jesus. But sometimes because we haven't understood it, we don't appreciate it, we don't, brothers and sisters, what I want you to do is, is take these truths and let them go from your head into your heart. And when you meet those disappointing moments, you take out these weapons. I have died. Take out that sword of, of what Jesus achieved on the cross. I have died. I am dead to that. When the enemy comes and says, you are this old sinner that you used to be. That's who you are. You take out the sword of the truth. And you, you, you swipe the hair of that voice. You say, I, I'm dead. And I am resurrected. 
and I live a new life. I live a resurrection life, the life of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to take hold of this by faith. This is how we overcome, brothers and sisters. It is not by trying harder. It's not by special techniques. It's not by reminders on the phone. <laughs> Remind me not to sin. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The sinful nature is so able to get around every sort of, even accountability. I remember I'm talking about accountability as well. Accountability is a good thing. I believe in accountability. But it will not hedge in sinful nature. It won't. It can't. That's what the Old Testament was all about. They were trying to hedge in the sinful nature through the loss, making extra loss to keep the main loss. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. There's a new law now. There's a new law, the law of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. That is life. Overcoming life. It puts new desires within us. He changes the heart. He gives us a new heart, brothers and sisters. New desires, a new way to live, a new strength to live by. Hallelujah. And we are united in his death and the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Andy, will you do a bit of drama for me? <laughs> right, I want Andy to come up here, and Andy, would you um, take those stands over that side there? Okay, and I want you to lift those and bring them over to this side, over here. Now, as Andy is doing this task, I've just given him a command, an obligation, so he is carrying that out. There's more there. There's more. There. He's, he's not very well, is he? <laughs> so he's carrying those over, and bang, all of a sudden, he dies. He drops dead on the stage right behind us, and... Your, your hands go flat on the ground as well, Andy, when you're dead. <laughs> and, and so Andy is now dead. I notice none of you are running to his rescue. That's very disappointing, brothers. Nobody's a bit concerned out of the whole lot of you. But Andy has died. Now, I gave Andy an obligation. I said, Andy, I want you to take those stands over to, from that side over to this side. Now, these two are sitting here in the middle of the stage. He didn't finish what I told him to do. He didn't carry out the obligation. He didn't carry out the command. Now, I can shout at him all the louder, Andy, come on, take those, take those stands over to the other side. And he's still not moving. In fact, I could, I could kick Andy. And none of you are still, or nobody's trying to stop me at all. You know, you really don't care about Andy, do you? <laughs> and I, I can do all sorts of things here. But Andy, because he's dead, he will not carry out these commands to take these stands to the other side. Thank you, Andy. Can we give Andy a clap for his excellent drama skills? <laughs> Thanks, brother. 
the illustration is this, brothers and sisters. That when we are dead, the old obligations, the old law that we were under, the slavery that we were under, the old boss of the sinful nature, the authority that the sinful nature had on us, brothers and sisters, it is broken. It is broken. Every previous obligation that we were obliged to do and forced to do and had to do because we were helpless under the slavery of sin, that is now broken. Whether you believe it or not, it's broken. And this is the issue. Sometimes we do not believe that we're no longer slaves. And so we live as if we are. And if somebody was a slave previously in their lifetime and they get set free from slavery, but they live the same way as they did when they were a slave, well, they're not free, are they? And sometimes, brothers and sisters, we can miss the power of the death and the resurrection and we miss it and we live as if we're slaves under that old obligation, having the sin. Having the sin. Verse 8. If we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Hallelujah. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Christ, brothers and sisters, has totally and completely and thoroughly defeated sin and death, rose victorious. We have died with him and now we can live with him. In his victory. In his victory. Verse 10, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Done. Defeated. Overcome. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So this life that we step into now, this resurrection life, what sort of shape does that take? Brothers and sisters, it makes us look like Jesus. It brings us into increasing measures of love, of graciousness, of kindness, of patience. As we grow in our knowledge of him, the promises that he offers, as we step into those promises, we grow more like him and we move away from an old sinful nature, image to image, glory to glory. This is our journey, brothers and sisters. This is our journey. We are not held as slaves, but we are moving in a new life with a new direction, with a new goal, with a new king, brothers and sisters, a new king, hallelujah, and he is leading us forward and the Holy Spirit has given us the power to do it. This new life looks like the character of Jesus, the gifts of Jesus and the purposes of Jesus. That's what it looks like. Verse 11, 
Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What do you reckon, brothers and sisters? What do you reckon? This term reckon, it's an accounting term, and it means to take all of the incomes on one side. Magella, I need your help here for a second to explain this. <laughs> incomes on one side, outgoings on the other, balance them up. It's an accountancy term. And you and I need to do a little bit of reckoning tonight. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Do you reckon that the death of Jesus that is applied to our lives is powerful enough to separate us from our past, to separate us from the old obligations? Do you reckon that it's powerful enough to, to separate us from, from slavery? sin? Do you reckon that, that the power of the Holy Spirit is resurrection life that raises our mortal bodies, that, that gives us new life? Do you reckon that that's powerful enough? He's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. We have the death, the resurrection life of Jesus, brothers and sisters. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Be encouraged tonight. Be encouraged tonight. You can do what Paul says. Reckon it up. Count it up. The almighty power of God, the victory, victory that he won on the cross versus the old slavery, versus the power of sin. Who wins? Who wins? Jesus. Jesus wins. It always goes back to Jesus, our freedom from, from sin and temptation, our in, increasing victory in our lives, image to image, glory to glory, comes from one place, one person, that is Jesus. Jesus. And we have every reason tonight to be confident, to be confident. Verse 12, therefore, do not let rain, sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts and do not present your members instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you for you're not under law, but under grace. We're free. You and I are free. By the authority of the word of God, brothers and sisters, we are free. We are free. That's a good declaration to make tonight, brothers and sisters. We are free, set free, by what he did on the cross. So what do you reckon? What do you reckon? I know what it's like, brothers and sisters. We go, by, we go away from a service like this. We can easily forget these truths because we're in our sort of habits and patterns of life and so on. But I encourage you to take these scriptures, check out what I'm saying, <laughs> look into it, 
get some of these verses and start to hold on to them in those weak moments. I've died to that old life. That old issue that I struggle with has no authority. It seems like it does. Looks like it does, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. Can we stand tonight? Lord God, Lord, we can, Lord, tonight, Lord, freely confess, oh God, that, Lord, we're weak, oh God, and, Lord, we're so unable, Lord, in and of ourselves, Lord, Lord, to do anything, Lord, that would bring glory to your name, oh God. We, it's two steps forward and three steps back, oh God, oh Lord, in and of our own strength, oh God. But thank you, Lord, tonight, oh God, that we are not, oh Lord, living, oh Lord, we're not condemned, Lord, to our best efforts, oh God. We're not, Lord. We, Lord, live by faith, Jesus. We put our faith, Lord, Lord, in your death, in your resurrection, oh God, your ability, Lord, oh Lord, to separate us from our old life, oh God, which you have done, oh God. Oh Lord, you, you, only you could do that, Jesus. Only you could do that, Lord, at your cost, Lord. Oh Lord, you have separated us, oh God, Lord, from the authority of sin, from the authority of Satan, from the authority of our past, oh God, from the authority of any voice that would rise, Lord, to condemn us, oh God. You have set us free from that, Jesus. Set us free from, Lord, the power of our old nature, Lord, that old Adamic nature, oh God, our old sinful nature, oh God. Oh Lord, you've allowed us, Lord, to live a new life, oh God. Lord, that can overcome, Lord, that, Lord, that we reckon to be dead, Jesus. Lord, we reckon that old man to be dead, oh God, and Lord, we step into this new life, Lord. Oh Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the life of your spirit. Lord, sometimes we don't feel it, oh God, but it was never about feelings, Lord. It's about faith, Jesus. We know, Lord, you have saved us. We know your Holy Spirit lives within us, oh God. And Lord, we, we know that, that you're with us, Lord, Lord, and you're helping us. You're our strength, our never-present help in time of need. And tonight, Lord, we give you all the glory. All the honor, Lord. All the praise, Lord. Lord, what a salvation, Jesus. What a salvation, Lord. What a salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, tonight, God, we honor you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. And we bless you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God, brothers and sisters. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.